Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, episode 869, uh, season 15. Of course, uh, we are doing our annual Super Bowl preview show. I'm joined by one Robert Sapp. How you doing, Mr. Sapp? Oh, I am doing very, very well. We got a great game to talk about and lots of interesting news in all of sports. So, just, you know, initially... This was going to be a strictly Super Bowl podcast with a couple. We, we had a couple of other NBA yep. things to talk about as well, uh, in terms of LeBron and, and, and some things going on in Memphis. But this is the second annual <laughs> Brooklyn Net Exodus podcast. Well, <laughs> this second time, and final. Second and final. Second and final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second and final. For a minute. This would be yeah, yeah. This would be this would be the second oh, and final. Cool. Forever, we um, won't be doing another one. Somebody else will be doing another one. Uh, last year, because of course, we're going to continue for a very long time. No, 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 last year was, of course, Ben Simmons, uh, uh, James Harden going to Ben Simmons in that whole ordeal. This year, uh, you see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant traded within a um, also, how's that working out for Brooklyn, by the way? How's, oh, how's so, that oh, great, everything's working out great. Ben Simmons has been, uh-huh. oh, okay. Ben Simmons has been, uh-huh. uh, Ben Simmons. No, no one could have seen that one coming. No, no nobody. Who, who? Ben Simmons not, nah. you know, didn't want to, not want to shoot. Oh, cool. no. who, what? Ben Simmons, you told me he don't want to shoot? <laughs> so, things have gone the way that we thought they probably... He's not playing basketball. Don't worry about it. He'll be yeah. great. He'll be fine when he gets yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. Um, Injury history, confidence history. Sure. Okay, get that guy. Go ahead. Everything has turned out to be exactly probably the way that we thought that it was going to turn out with this entire yep. Brooklyn situation. Um, yep. Kevin Durant um, goes to Phoenix. The deal, of course, is Durant and TJ Warren to Phoenix for... Uh, I had the deal right here. Right. I get the deal. Uh, Brooklyn gets Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. Crowder Crowder's going, of course, got not, uh, ended up, was going to end up with Milwaukee. Um, four first round picks, 2028 pick swap. So Brooklyn does recomp some of that, some of that pick equity that they had to trade in regards mm-hmm. to what they gave up to get Harden and to uh, to get not to get yeah to yes to get Harden and also to uh, yeah to get James Harden. Uh, so they recap they recap recoup some of that. Uh, Houston still owns their picks uh, for 2024. Uh, 2024 and of course 2023 Houston owns that pick as well but that's neither here nor there um this like we'll we'll get to the Phoenix part of this uh a little bit later on but this this is you know we teams make bad moves all the time it's, it's, hard, it's hard to be it's hard for me to even process everything that, that that just happened in terms of Brooklyn. Even though we like we've seen we've watched this over the course of the last detail by detail. But no, but so you put a uh super team together, all those guys ask ask for and demand trades and all those guys are mm-hmm. gone now. You have mm-hmm. nothing left. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Absolutely, I mean, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And now, so not only that, now you're going to have this narrative created amongst, amongst at least Kyrie already is talking about. I'm glad, he, glad Kevin Durant got out of Brooklyn. You're going to have the narrative created by, by these players that, damn, that Brooklyn situation was terrible. Man, the, the front office, the ownership. Yeah, that's, that's how it's going to be spent amongst them. Like, uh, none, of this, this, none of this is on us. This is like... This organization was just toxic. We never liked Steve Nash, Sean Marks, the ownership. So this, I mean, you are you already seeing that here and that now, uh, from that standpoint, uh, some of the stuff that stuff stuff that is leaking out. You this franchise, this from the moment from the moment that Kevin Durant decided to leave Golden State and to team up with Kyrie Irving. None of this shit ever had a chance. Ever. You leave Steph Curry, a top 10 player, all-time great, all-time, all-time great, for a guy... 
it's it's just ins- it's insanity. It's beyond insanity. It's the basketball sin of all basketball sins, and you know what? We'll get into this with Phoenix. We were just about to get into that. Like said, you know how I feel about this. But I'm on record. That is my hot take. He will never win a championship no. with another team. No. So no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no. Like like I like like that like it is the sin of all sins. It is a sin. It is the reason, and this is what I want to archive. I want I want to show archives on this one because I remember when we first talked about this. I remember when it was all coming together, particularly when James Harden got there. It was just like, how on earth can this work with these three emotional basket cases? Yep. Um, and, and they said, how can this work? How can this work? Like it just seemed impossible. So to like nothing that has happened is surprising because. They're flawed individuals that impact their games. It is just that simple. Everybody wants to talk about their games, which are fantastic to watch, but they are flawed individuals that impact their games at the highest level. That will, that's what we're talking well, about, I, I at think, the highest level. So, we're here, not here, talking here. about can they ball throughout a season. Absolutely they can. All of them can. Absolutely. But in terms of being that thing, that gets you to the promised land, being that thing that gets you to promised land. All of them are flawed. No. Kyrie did it with LeBron. Durant did it with Steph Curry. Two different factors. And we don't even come at with them with them in their, their, their championships. Um, it, is just, it is just that simple. It is just that simple. Um, Kevin Durant's running from the responsibility of being a man. Kyrie doesn't even like playing basketball, to be truthful with you. And we know what Harden is. Um, so it just, it just, everybody got what they deserve. This is yes. why I love this story so much. Everybody. Yes. The organization deserves everything. They deserve all, every word that's said about them as well. Everybody gets what they deserve in this situation. So they play as a, as a trio. No, you're good. As a trio, they play, mm-hmm. they play 16, games? 16 games together. As a trio, mm-hmm. sixteen mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mean they they won sixteen games in a stretch, right? No, 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 no. They played yeah. sixteen they, they games played. together, together, all together oh, as wait, a trio. They were all in the same team together. Yes. They were all. Hard, they were hard, hard as that. Uh, yes, that they actually were all on the same team together. I know that's almost. We have to have, actually have footage of that. Games. That's footage. not a lot of games. Really. That's not a lot. Of games. That's not a lot of games. <laughs> not a lot of games. Uh, Kyrie no, and Durant. That's not a quarter of the season. That's no, not a it's quarter not. of the season. Kyrie and Durant, who were together um, mm-hmm. in the summer night from nineteen nineteen mm-hmm. from not nineteen from uh, the nineteen twenty season on to up to the point. Seventy four, seventy four together. Mm-hmm. Kyrie and Durant played mm-hmm. seventy four together. Seventy four. They came. They Durant signed and Kyrie signed in two thousand the summer two thousand nineteen. It is twenty twenty three. They played seventy four okay. games. That's not not even a regular season. Some quick math here. Yep. How many years? <laughs> okay, so that's that's three, three, three. Let's just say three, three full seasons, right? Three full yes. seasons. Seventy four. Wait, seventy four games isn't one. That's not even one NBA. No. Season. That's not even one. No NBA season. And they won that's not a lot of games, bro. Not a lot of games. A lot of games. They won going on in Brooklyn. One playoff. What the hell is going on? One playoff series. Oh. How many playoff series? One. Oh, no. They beat Wait, the Celtics in two, was, Celtics in 2021. Uh, you have to win multiple series to get to a champ. My father had a championship. You have to win <laughs> way more than one series. Way more than one series. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. So. Very unfortunate. This, like, I, I, again, I've never seen, we've never seen anything like this. Never. We've yeah. never, this, this, we've this never seen anything like this. This is the fire of all dumpster fires. This never. One, they, they never. They go metal. Go chef kiss. They, everybody they, had to play their part so well. Perfectly. You couldn't, I couldn't construct a scenario that had an outcome like this. I no. If I did it on purpose. We couldn't I script couldn't. this. For the NFL, for the NFL, for the uh, Aaron Foster couldn't script this. 
Where it would have, I couldn't even, I would have been able to get out, whoever would have came in, yo, let's put Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie on the same team. I would laugh, get the fuck, that's not even a thing that can happen. Get out of my face. <laughs> that's not even reality. I would have been, so I couldn't even envision this. I didn't have the vision for this type of train wreck. I truly didn't. I didn't. Um, John Marks and Josiah are visionaries in that respect. Yes. They had the vision of how to turn a disaster into a national disaster, into a global disaster, until it just imploded on itself. So, just, I mean, it's, it's just the they just they just kept dumping gasoline on the fire. It was like, stop! Stop doing that! <laughs> but no, that's not putting it out. Stop! And they just said, nah, we like this gasoline. We believe the price is going to be put out. Like, no, no, stop. Okay, sorry. So the Brooklyn thing is yeah. up in smoke, is done. Kyrie yeah. and, Kyrie and uh, Dallas, yeah. uh, Kevin Durant in Phoenix. And I'll, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this flat out. Neither one of those guys will are winning championships at like forever, like you don't want to. Like I'll, I'll make the predictions right now. Everybody will be like, I'll be high on Phoenix, whatever. Whoever Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton come to win, they're not going to win a championship. They they won't even get out the final. They won't even get out the Western Conference. Neither one of those teams will get out the Western Conference because it's just because what you're seeing is, uh, especially in basketball over the last couple of years, uh, with the championship teams that you've seen, character still basketball character still matters. Actually going out there and playing games still matters. We're going to celebrate a guy later on the who actually showed up about to, who actually showed up and played basketball. That's what we're talking about. You're not talking about who can go out in street ball. Winning a championship. Yes. You can't F around with that stuff. You can't. It's too hard. Sorry. So the back of your point. We're talking about winning championship. What are we talking about, people? We can't excuse all this stuff. We're talking about winning a championship. So there's no, and we talked about this endlessly on podcast before. There are no skipping steps. This is not. No. This is. It doesn't no. work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Like I, I don't care if your friend, you, I want to play with a buddy. A guy wants to play with his friend, uh, so on and so on. And see, player, like again, that's what, that's why players will make terrible drama managers. They not they're not thinking about that type of stuff. That's why you need no, a, no, orga- no. You need an organization. You need an organization to protect the players from themselves. No, you know, they should. They should be thinking about how to make their games better. Period. That's all I want my great players thinking about. Like, how do you get better? How do you beat the other guy? That's exactly where they should be thinking. No, they shouldn't be thinking about roster construction. So, Phoenix, listen, Phoenix, they'll, they'll win some games. They'll, of course, they're going to be in the playoffs. But, and by the way, the West is wide open. And it's not the, the West is not strong at all. So, I'm not like the West, like the, the winners, I mean, to me, the winner out of this, is, we'll, we'll go through some winners and losers here. The winner was the Western Conference because Prior to this deal, yeah. there wasn't a lot of juice in the Western Conference, to be honest with you. I mean, you got yeah. Denver on top, yeah. Memphis. There wasn't a lot of, like, you know, Dallas is not a... Uh, 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 this actually would be less more compelling. I, will, I would be reasonable. I will have sense of this. Phoenix's starting five is fantastic. It's yes. a fantastic starting yes. five. Like, that, that, is, that is... I mean, they would be competitive at the highest level. Like, I'm not, I'm not tripping. I'm not drinking. I understand how town they are. That they're fatal flaws. Yes. Um, and the fatal, like, like we 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 got we we've gone to Kevin Durant's fatal flaw in terms of leadership and his and, and his desire to be the person. Chris that Paul, Chris Paul is shot. Um, that's that's what it was. Chris Paul is But his, 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 his the fatal flaw on on top. I agree with you hundred percent, of course. And then on top of that, um, I need to see all three of them get through. The whole thing healthy. Well, how about no? Just right here, Rob. How about this? I got. I got to How about this? Right, I'm not betting on it. I'm not. No. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. How about this? Here, here are some things. Here are some things that they they that they don't have going for besides those three players. Okay, besides some of the talent, the individual talent. Monty Williams, excellent coach, right? Excellent coach. 
Phoenix as a team already doesn't even like each other. DeAndre Aiden and Clay Williams, mm-hmm. those guys hate each other. Yep. Like, so that they already have yep. internal strife that's been holding them down this year. They wow. They got they they got their own they stuff wild. already. So like, that, yeah, that Robert Sauber stuff, that stuff is still lingering. Yeah, I, so say, I was going to say, you want to talk about ownership? We want to talk about, about oh, yeah, we really want to get deep mm-hmm. with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mm-hmm. they, 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 are, they are fatally flawed as a franchise. Like, mm-hmm. nah, they're going like, to win some games, they're going to make the playoffs, but like, that, that, their room for error is thin as far as just, it can go wrong at any moment. And and by the way, they can't beat the yeah. Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Luca is in their head, so they that's <laughs> for, for as flawed as Dallas is defensively. They Luca knows he owns Phoenix, so they they see Luca. They they're scared at the like, oh my God, Luca. Luca might as well be the boogeyman. <laughs> so I I don't trust Phoenix. I like yeah on like you if, said too. If we don't get to, that matchup, on paper it looks it excellent. Be, it would be a crime upon nature. I don't care. The NBA should rig. We should get seven games of ballot. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we, we got to. We got to. We have to. We, we have should to. absolutely get that. We have like, to. That has to happen. We have to. It has to happen. So to. what about <laughs> what about uh, Dallas? Uh, how does the how does the Kyrie Dallas situation end? Because it's going to end horribly. We know this is going to end horribly. How? Give me a prediction on how oh. it ends and what what, what happens. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. All right. So, of course, this will have nothing to do with on on the court. Nothing at all. Kyrie will be out one day somewhere or be reading something somewhere, and surprise, surprise. Texas, as a state, and a lot of it, not the most progressive-minded. And right. definitely not the most progressive-minded when it comes to black people speaking their mind, particularly rich ass, black athletes speaking their mind. Not, 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 the, not, not the biggest fan base for that. So, so I will say something to Kyrie, and Kyrie will have a reaction to that. And then I'm going to put, ask him a question about the reaction, and then you'll have a reaction to that question. So um, my prediction is that Kyrie will end the season either suspended or voluntarily sitting out and will walk next year. There is no way he is in Dallas at the beginning of next season. That is my prediction. Yeah, no, he, he won't be in Dallas at the beginning of next season. I, 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 my, I, wholeheartedly agree with you uh, from that standpoint. I actually disagree from the standpoint of uh, it will be a basketball situation from this standpoint. Okay. Tyree, so when Tyree's in Brooklyn, it was always, it always was, it was about we, me and Kevin, basically. Basically, they were one and one A. Or one, they were basically co-pilots. Like, Kyrie, actually, he is much, 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 much better than you. But, it, you know, Kyrie got the stronger personality, Kevin Durant more laid back. Kyrie actually thought that they were partners in crime from that standpoint. So he gets to Dallas. It's clearly Luca's team, Luca's franchise, but Luca is nowhere near as like um, has has had nowhere near the success of Kevin Durant as far as as about, like the championships, the experience, nothing like that. He's much. He's about eight years younger. If he didn't receive Durant as a number one, he damn sure not going to see Luca Doncic as a number one. So that that's going to be like. Luke is, Luke is going to be like, uh, Mark, um, the, did you remind him that this is my team? I think he's going he's gonna to piss Luke off, and Luke is going to be like, nah, no, we good. We good. We good, Mark. Mr. Cuban, we good. I can see that coming a mile away. And I, again, they will have some on the court moments where they'll dazzle and, you know, they'll put up a bunch of points. There'll be some, you know, things like uh, things of that nature. Kyrie can play off the ball. But ultimately, he's going to do something. He's going to piss Luca off. Ultimately, I got it. Here's the wonderful thing about Kyrie. We pitch two very different scenarios. It can be anything. Yes. It can literally be anything. It could be both of them. It could be <laughs> one of those two. It could be both of those two. It could be none of those and six others we didn't see coming. It can be anything. The point is, Kyrie will find a way to self destruct. That's the point. No, Kyrie. To, to, I'm, Whatever to, the way, he will find it. And this he is will gonna, double down on it. This is going to be the second Jimmy McNulty reference in like a month. But <laughs> Russell Freeman had a, 
uh, in The Wire, season three, they had a uh, had a uh, phrase about McNulty. He says, McNulty, you set fire to everything you you get next to and walk away as it burns. That's Kyrie Irving. That's Kyrie Irving. That is him in a nutshell. Every situation Kyrie is going to blow up. It's just inevitable. It's a matter of how it's going to happen. It's just like it's going, but it's going to happen. Yep. That's yep. where we're at. That's so where we're at. I have complete, I have complete confidence in it. Complete confidence in it. All right. So you surprised me. Surprised me. That's complete confidence. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, it's going to end poorly. It's not going to end well. Why is it going to end poorly? Because it always, always, ends yes. So when someone tells you another phrase is not from the wire. When someone tells you, or I said, was it shows you? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yes, believe yep. them. Yep. So uh, believe him. This is Super Bowl week. Ball is not his thing. No, no. This is, of course, Super Bowl week, uh, a couple of days away from uh, should be a, a spectacular matchup and just intriguing matchup, to say the least. Some themes I had for this Super Bowl was the new quarterback is here. Uh, Brady retires. We see Matt Ryan and those guys kind of just getting ushered out. They're done. That's over with. So we have Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, two very different quarterbacks, but with similar athletic skills as far as being moving in the pocket, moving outside the pocket. This is where we're at in the NFL right now. You have to have a quarterback of this ilk as far as uh, I'm not just talking about talent. Just like We know Mahomes' talent is otherworldly, but just in terms of style of play, like this is this is it. Like the you know, it's, I think this is. I actually think this makes perfect sense from the state of this of them being in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady retiring in, in the same year. I think that's actually just like transitioning, completing the transition into what the quarterback position is going to be for the next for basically forever. I, I just don't see any stand, no, no more standstill quarterback. So that's my theme for this Super Bowl. Uh, the new quarterback is here. What about you? Uh, the thing is, um, the Andy, uh, Andy Reid Super Bowl, like, like, the, 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 like, so, like, it's like, or the, you know, like, just all the, the, con the intimate connections to the Like, I can't describe it, you know, I forgot even reading about the Seriani and Andy Reid connection. Yeah. You know, like, it's just the team interconnected. Um, yep, that, that is just like, the 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 connection Super Bowl like this is probably the deepest connected Super Bowl um outside of that Tampa Raiders one yeah like you can't beat that like that that's no. too much no, um it, yeah. but uh but 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 that that was crazy um but um but outside of that this is this is the the um Super Bowl that just had the deepest connections between two teams um, out there. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we deep dive the Super Bowl, um, looking at the matchups, looking at how it may play out, uh, what what each each team needs to take away from the other. So, a couple of things in regards to Andy Reid. He, amazingly, this is and this just, you know, I, I, I was so happy when I saw this because just as a reminder to the, the ungrateful Philly fans, Andy Reid still has three players that were drafted uh, by him on the on the uh, on the Eagles: Jason Kelsey, All Pro center; Fletcher Cox, used to was an All Pro uh, defensive tackle at one point; and Brandon Graham. Not not too bad. Not bad. Three two pretty good players. Not bad. Just just this is a reminder to Eagles fans who still hate Andy Reid. Um, some of the key matchups. The Kansas City offensive line versus the Philadelphia defensive line. What are your thoughts on that matchup? I mean, you give the edge to it's a matchup that Kansas City has to um, control. So that 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 is essential for them. But you have to give the edge to the Eagles defensive line. They built the thing the right way. They just did. Um, and so you have um, overwhelming talent on the defensive line, and you have a great rotation. It's, it is it, it will be challenging to stop 
my sense of it will be that then it shifts to um, it will be more about how Reed and Patrick Mahomes call the game and manipulate the pocket more so than just those five offensive linemen being dominant against that that defensive line. Like it's like uh uh-uh. uh like that 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 wouldn't work itself out. They're not Kansas City isn't built physically like that. So um in my mind's eye it's going to if if I say they they need a they need a probably like a seventy five to eighty percent set success rate against them and that other twenty percent needs to be about play calling and Patrick Mahomes pocket manipulation. If you're Philadelphia make it in the pocket. If you are Philadelphia, right, we know Andy Reid is going to live and die with Patrick Mahomes. Like we saw that even on a bad ankle. Like this is my guy, I'm going down with him. I don't He has to run the ball this game. He has to. You said okay, I'll get that. So I'm mean, let me get yeah. You think you see you think that realistically anywhere from twenty five to thirty carries is a must. He, he has to. Yes. I, I don't know if it has to be twenty five to thirty carries. But twenty or um, twenty five. Let's say over twenty. I'm not, no, I'm not even saying the 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 like this isn't a game where I think you have to um run even if you're getting three yards a clip. That's not the type of game I see this as. He has to run to slow down the pass rush. So it's going to be about the time. That's why I'm saying this is going to be such about the calling of the game throughout the game as well because it's going to have to be runs at the right time that gives that pass rush call. Kansas City is just not physically built to physically dominate the Eagles. They just aren't. So they're not going to be able to run the ball. Even if the game plan was run the ball 60 times, that would be insane because they, they, no, they would wilt before the Eagles wilt right. under that pressure. So that can't be the game plan. And we would never call a game plan like that with, uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and it just, it just can't be the game plan. So it's going to be more about when they run the ball. Um, this is a game where you do want um, to be uh, having four and a half yards of pop because you hit them with the screens at the right time to take advantage of that rush up um, on the edge, ideally. They're not, because if they're getting interior pressure, um, that's going to that's, that's probably be a wrap on the Super Bowl if they're getting interior pressure like that. So, um, yeah, it becomes about when they run the ball um, to me. How about the Eagle defense uh, matching up against Travis Kelsey? Uh, I think Travis Kelsey, I think, clearly is the best tight end in the league, and I think he's at the level where only someone like, let's say, a Champ Bailey, the Real Revis, that type of player, I would want guarding him individually one-on-one. Like, he's at that level. That player does not exist in, the, in this game because, I mean, as good as the Eagles secondary is, they don't have that, that great individual super cornerback. Uh, and that, I mean, that, I mean, Chad Bailey, you're talking about Drellies, those are, like, all-time greats. But that's the level he's at. Like, if I had that type of player, even uh, even less to a lesser extent, uh, to lead a, a key to lead, uh, with, you know, some of his New England Denver days, he was a great player. I uh, used to match up against some of the bigger tight ends. What they don't have that type of player, but they do have a great collection in terms of quick athletic linebackers, uh, athletic linebackers and safety people. What what do you think they'll try to do to to kind of neutralize them? They're not going to stop because Kansas City features them way too much. He's going to get uh, his targets, but neutralize them. Uh, you can't let him. You can't let Chelsea wreck the game because he can't wreck a game. Um, Travis Kelsey is a beating. You commit every resource you need to commit to stop him. Travis Kelsey can't be the one to beat you. Scanning goes off. Juju Swissuta goes off. So be it. So be it. Those are the ones you commit one-on-one resources to. Because, um, right, they don't have the individual player. And this is not about an individual one-on-one matchup. Um, in this case, because Kelsey's better than everybody else. Um, so you 
you stop him. This is a build out. You do whatever. You stop him. It's just that simple. He's not beating us. He's not. Not a chance in hell. Um, so, uh, because I do know one thing. If Kelsey goes off, Kansas City wins this game. It's just that simple. So, you stop him. Um, I would expect them to play him physically and, um, and to um, double. Like, I would expect him to chip him out the line and then have two overtime, to be honest with you, as much as possible. I mean, not chipping at the line. I'm thinking of pass pressure. Um, to get as physical with him in in his routes, and then have someone else over the top of him. Um, if you there, there's no there's in a no in no world is should he not be double teamed everything. And in a lot of cases, particularly goal line within that to that twenty, you're triple teaming him. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not going to beat you. Um, and I think, I mean, I think Andy Reid, of course, will have a counter to that. Um, so you got to have a counter to that counter. Absolutely, there's a game within the game. But Kelsey can't, Kel- nope, nope, Kelsey can't be the one to beat you. Now, do I think Philadelphia can stop him? Every team thinks they can do that and gets off every single time. And I think that's going to be because of the designs of, um, the the passing concepts that that Andy Reid would be able to come out of more than Kelsey's individual um, talent and um, Patrick Mahomes' ability in off in off script plays, but um, as whatever offense at whatever original offensive concept, I think Philadelphia would be well equipped to um, to bracket Kelsey and be physical with him. Those two things I have no doubt about. Tennessee's defense versus Philadelphia's offense. How do you think they'll go about in terms of attacking uh, Jalen Hurts? Now, Tennessee's defense is better than I think people give them credit for. Uh, they this year ranked eighth against the run and eleventh. They were eleventh overall. Uh, didn't realize that until you know did some you know did some digging. So the defense is actually better than they have been. Definitely have been in the last couple two years. Um, Spagnola, we know he can be great in these games in terms of he loves pressure. Jalen Hurts struggled against two things. He struggled against the zone coverages and also pressure as well. Uh, what are, like, what do you expect to see them do uh, to try to like throw him all confuse him? Man, they, yeah. I, don't expect, I don't expect to do any man-to-man because the receivers are too good and that's just that. I mean, that's too simplified. That, that, that's too simple. Uh, that's easy pickings for for any above average quarterback to go uh, for man coverage. Uh, so, what are, what are your thoughts on how Spagnuolo will go about attacking Hurts? Yep, yep. I, I think Spags is going to test Hurts' mental acumen, meaning he's going to want him to throw the ball into as many mixed coverages as possible. So, my anticipation, especially early on. Is that um, is that uh, he will commit resources to stop the running game of Philadelphia so that he can make it more of a mental chess match between him, um, Philly's offensive coordinator, and Jalen Hurts, believing that he can win that that chess match with him. Um, and so then the key honestly becomes if they can stop um, Philly's running game. And how that looks in terms of what particular packages uh, Spagnuolo um, brings against 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 their runs. Honestly, in my head, I just have the word "creative blitz" just buzzing around, and I don't think that's necessarily um, attributed to the passing game because, like I said, I think he'll play off coverage when if if he can if he can lull. Philadelphia into um, passing, kind of like how how teams used to play Baltimore and get Lamar Jackson to that shotgun and just kind of launching it down the field. Um, so, so um, I think that's what will happen then. But I think he will be very creative blitzing wise in order to stop that running game. Because again, I just doubt Kansas City's sustained physicality against. Um, Philadelphia's sustained physicality. I don't know if they're built that way um, over over a sixty minute game against 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 a you know 
like a for real boot. Um, so um, so my my guess is Spags commits more resources to stopping that running game early on, along with some creative blitzes, in order to force Jalen Hurts into more um, long long distance passes, and then ultimately into passing games. Um, ultimately more into a passing thing, and then that's when he'll get. Um, that's when he'll play awesome and make it a middle chess match, ideally. Yeah, I think he's. Like I said, I think he's going to. Uh, you're going to see a lot of zone um, coverages. Um, they, I think they're going to go all out on trying to stop, like to to try to stop that run because I'm. If I'm them, I'm I'm daring Jalen. I'm daring Jalen Hurts to beat me. Please beat me from the pocket. That's that's what that's what you want. That's what you want. I gotta see it. I have to see it. If he's if he's getting off of his leg, I mean, just if he's getting off of his legs, it's a wrap. That's yeah. just a wrap. The one thing Kansas has come for him is we we mentioned Lamar Jackson. They have seen a lot of Lamar Jackson the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, so, so that you know, you know, there's no better athlete in the league than Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position. Uh, that will, I, I would think that they, that will, even though the two teams run completely, completely different offenses, Philadelphia and Baltimore, yeah. and Philadelphia has much better personnel offensively with the receivers yeah. and what have you. But that does get, like, that is a good case study as a, just as a, as a runner, uh, having, having gone against, uh, Hertz, uh, excuse me, Jackson the last couple, two or three years. Like that, that, that I'm sure that they will be looking at some tape. Some tape to see the uh, uh, t- t- some tape of, her, of Jackson and how they defended him uh, in order to prepare for this game. But I think that yeah, I, I think you just make you gotta make Hurts. You got you got the main thing about Hurts is you have to keep your your uh, integrity in terms of your rush, in terms of your uh, pass rush. Like you cannot over pursue. You can't. Like you're similar to Lamar Jackson, you cannot. He will be out twenty five yard run in a heartbeat. He has no eighty like, yard run, eighty yard run. 80, yeah, even that. that yeah, that's what eighty yard run. No, that he's a running back. You can't. Yeah. You cannot. You just cannot. Like the like it's just these are just the mistakes you cannot make. He'll kill you. Like this is it's just he'll kill you. This isn't this isn't somebody scrambling. But he'll he'll take it sixty yards to the house. He will. Uh, three years away from the game. Ultimately, who do you like? Who are you like on on a Thursday night? Who are you leaning towards right now? Um, Philly's a one and a half point favorite. That's the, um, so That's I think the betting money. Yeah, I mean, uh, not not a favorite. It's a um dog. Sorry, they're one and a half under. Um, oh, they are so, like a dog um, now. They are. They, they yeah, switched. Yeah, yeah. Philly, Philly so, was a favorite. So no, you're right. Sorry, sorry. No, I was like, sorry, sorry. I flipped it in my head. I flipped it in my head. So Philly's um, one point, a one point, so, a one half favorite. Yeah. So right now, I have Kansas City winning by two, twenty-three, twenty-one. As of right now, Thursday at eight thirty-one. I uh, Kansas City twenty-seven, twenty-four. It is a field goal game. I think the thing I can't take away I, again. I think. Top to bottom, Philadelphia is a better team, more complete team. The Mahomes Andy Reid thing, I just can't like get moved past that. I can't. Uh, that is, they have an enormous coaching and quarterback advantage in this game. Enormous. On top of the fact that they're very, very, very good. On top of the fact, the experience factor, the experience, like. That's why I thought that Golden State. Reason why I thought Golden State would beat Boston in the NBA Finals. Even though I thought Boston was a better team, more talented, more complete team, I thought that that experience factor would play out with like with Spurs ugly head, and it did. Just something about man, when you haven't been there as a team like that, especially a quarterback, is like this is. I mean, Kansas City got players who this would be their third and you know third time in four years there. It, 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 I, I can't just, I can't just dismiss that, especially, especially when the matchup is this even, even. With these two teams, these two teams scored that same record. They scored the same amount of points. Both had six all pros on the team. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Dispute, and, but that that experience factor is a big one. 
And to that point, to add on to that, I mean, it's just like, and you're facing greatness, not just greatness, immortal greatness. And that's the thing that I didn't take enough account in with Steph Curry and Golden State. Right. Like, Steph Curry broke them. <laughs> he just yes. single-handedly broke them with their, with his singular greatness. And Patrick Mahomes has that club in his bag. He does. And no other player has that. No. Uh, Barry, uh, Aaron Donald had that. Um, very few players in the league have that. Let's just say that. I mean, like, five. You can, you can probably put on your hand. And that might be overselling it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just that dude he just has that club in his bag. You cannot, you can't. There just there's nothing to combat that. Questions for somebody has to rise to the somebody has to rise to the occasion on the other side. That's you just don't know. And we know Kansas City is never out of the game if they fall behind with Mahomes. That's a thing too. Oh God, no! Like they, <laughs> no, they just yeah, no. yeah they yeah. are they they will not. Panic. That's again, that's that immortal. That's that immortal yeah. greatness. That that is just different. It's just different. They won't they won't panic if they lose if they're down ten nope. points. Not you know, for one single solitary second. Not for one single solitary second. Questions for Seth. Same ish with Tom Brady. Same yep. ish. Yeah. Questions for Seth. Questions for Sap. The biggest mistake teams make during Super Bowl week. I'm gonna come combo this into like my like what I'm most interested in seeing um, is uh, I think whoever goes into the lab means the game. Meaning comes up with some wrinkle the other team isn't expecting. And so I think that I say that to say I think the biggest mistake teams make in the in this time is not taking the time to put that extra wrinkle in. Everybody batting down the hatches on their system and make sure everybody knows that the dot can play free and everything like that, absolutely. But the great ones, they, they add the ex, that extra wrinkle, that extra wrinkle in there that the other team just isn't, isn't expecting. So, um, so I'm, I want to see which team does have a little bit of extra wrinkle because I think that gets them the game. Because it is that close. Um, and I am, of course, more faith that that happens on the Kansas City side. Um, but I think that's a mistake that teams make all too often. They do not go into the lab and present something the other team isn't really expecting. And you win a Super Bowl with a defensive head coach and a superstar quarterback. I think that's probably to be determined. I got to think more historically. Like in my in my mind, um, to really fully answer that question, but I think particularly in this new age where you're not seeing offensive minds with great quarterbacks, um, it is to be determined to see if you can have a defensive minded head coach with a superstar quarterback and that gel to the space where you where you want it to. Because Philadelphia honestly is living the dream in terms of what a defensive-minded head coach was going to build his team to. And that is that is Jalen Hurts' ascension, absolutely. But at least at this point, nobody is saying Jalen Hurts is a superstar. So, no, he's not. still to be determined. Still yeah. to be determined. But Philadelphia is the closest to it right now. They absolutely are. Who won the week? Uh, I, for me, there was no question about this one. Um, LeBron James um, on Tuesday night broke uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record that had been had been uh, ongoing for 39 years. Um, it is without question one of the most important individual records in the history of, of team sports, uh, if not the most important one, to be honest with you. It, um, I didn't think that you know it would be broken in my lifetime. Um, to be honest I with you, I did not think I would see that. Yep, nope, I didn't think I would see it either. Um, you're talking about actually, you didn't really consider it to be honest. No, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't consider it at all. I didn't really yeah. consider it. I thought it was gonna be one of those ones that's good. You, you're really talking, talking about, I, I, I think, is the most important record right now in, in team sports. And let me explain why. Um, 
No one cares. All due respect to baseball and hockey, no one cares about those sports right now. There was a time where the home run record meant something, and then steroids with the whole Barry Bonds, that record does, nobody cares about that record anymore. It's just non existent. Hockey, Wayne Dresky now, when Alexander Ovechkin has a chance to break Wayne Dresky's goal record in the next two or three years, if that happens, no one will care. Because hockey is just like in the culture, hockey's not a part of the sports culture at a high level. It's just not. Just not. If this was the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, maybe, but in 2023, those two sports are almost borderline irrelevant. Football, like, what record is really that important? We've seen all of them broken uh, in terms of passing wise and yards and with Brady. No one, the rushing record will probably never, will never be broken considering the way the game is played. But again, it's just not an important, it's not, it's, it's not, an, it's just not an important record. It's a great record. And then this is not, it's just not important. As great as football is, as football is on another level as far as popularity, uh, if someone did break the Russian record, it would not be getting this type of attention. It is just what. So this to me is the most important record right now because of the popularity of basketball and just like LeBron James, one of the most famous athletes on the planet, one of the most famous people on the planet. And we've grown up watching this happen over the last 20 years. This has happened in the social media, that era, like Twitter, all that. So I, I think that this take, that takes it to another level uh, from that standpoint. And listen, you want to know how you, you know, the number one reason why LeBron James broke this record? Number one reason besides talent, besides, uh, you know, God-given talent, besides all the stuff, all the intangibles. He actually loves to play basketball. He actually he actually yeah. shows up. He actually shows up, and unless his yeah. unless his leg is, leg is hanging off, plays in the game. Plays all the games. Thirteen yep. seasons. LeBron yep. James has played seventy four. Imagine that. Imagine that. Thirteen seasons. LeBron mm-hmm. James has played in at least seventy four or more games in an eighty two game season. I repeat that. This is his twentieth season. 13 seasons, he has played 74 or more games, including three extra seasons with playoff games, playoff games, if you add all those games up. So, you want to break these records, you actually have to be on the floor. The availability, the availability piece is probably one in one, in one A as far as talent goes. Like, I've seen a lot, we've seen a lot of talented players not approach these records because they just didn't play long enough or just were, did not play enough games. Injuries, all, all that. LeBron James rarely was ever had was ever hurt. And if he was banged up a little bit, he still played. Um, what are your no asterisks on this. No, 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 no drug. No, no. Don't no. say nothing. Ain't no asterisks on this. No. He earned as all the points. As you're watching this, uh, as being a lifelong sports fan, sport sports fan, what went through your head at watching this oh, and seeing this topic? Come on now, this this is this is. I mean, oof, man, okay. Um, this, I mean, like you know, this this is this is the stuff that you remember the old heads talking to you about, right? Like watching. Will score a hundred, you know, like the like, like you know, there's all the all those like stories, and it's just like it just it just it just took me to just like um you know all, like that true just pure being a fan that childhood just I'm just I'm not thinking about all the all the inner workings of the organization and, you know, this and that and just all the stuff that goes along with sport, being a, a, a more mature adult sports fan. Um, it was just like, wow, I'm watching history. Like, for, like, like for real history. Like, this ain't going to be kind of like what you're talking about with, like, Breeze, Brady, Manning, where the record's being eclipsed every week or something like that. You know, like, this one's going to stand. This is going to stand. This is going to stand. Um, somebody was joking around about watching, like, some five-year-olds somewhere, 
might have a chance at this record, right? Like, it's just like, this is going to stand. And so just being there and just being like, just that, like, it's something very cool about being in the moment and really knowing, like, this is a historical moment that I am witnessing right now. Um, yeah, so I was in pure, pure fan mode, just pure enjoying um, the the kind of history history of that and just knowing um, and kind of like in my heart of hearts, like this is like we, we say, um, you know, we got to see generational talents and like this and that and everything like that, but it's just like, like, um, nah, I got to watch the greatest score of all time. I got to watch their entire career. That's, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you mentioned, uh, um, you mentioned probably if somebody's going to break it, he's probably like five years old right now. I, I completely agree with you. There were two guys that I thought were possible candidates, um, Giannis and Luca. Here's the problem. Giannis is 28, still like in the heart of his prime, but he only has, at this point in his career, has 15,000 points. Uh, LeBron's going to keep going. Like LeBron's going to surpass 40,000 points easily. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, at, yeah. I looked at the same time. So at this point in LeBron's career, he already had like 21, like 21, 22,000 points. So Luka, like LeBron's already, uh, Giannis is already, uh, like six or seven thousand points off the pace, you know, off that pace at the same points in their careers. The problem is for Giannis, you know, Giannis got off to a slow start as far as, you know, he was kind of a project and he has years where he averaged six points and nine points, twelve points. LeBron came out the gate at with twenty. <laughs> year one, twenty seven points in year two. There were no project years for LeBron, period. Not none at all. Luca has come in the league or, you know, Averaging twenty, knives and thirties. The scoring is not going to be a problem for Luca. The problem for with me for Luca is he's already missing games, and I don't see the 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 commitment to conditioning that I need to see from Luca to say that he will play that long and that many games. I just don't. I haven't said I, he's he's like I said he's twenty three. He's already missing games. Like Luca's out. I won't say he's injury prone, but he's too he's too young to be missing as many games as he's already missing right now. That's all I'll say. We we know Luca. That's been a knock on Luca uh, through his short career is his conditioning is not the greatest. When you think of the greatest scorers, Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Karl Malone, you know what they all had in common? You know what they all had in common besides great all time talent? Their conditioning was unmatched. So. Like you want to get to these type of records, you you have to have your your conditioning has to be, almost be as equal, if not exceed your skill. To be honest with you, and that's the thing that you with about LeBron James, how much money he spends on his body to maintain this level of play, to main you know to be able to be on the court. So, yeah, I don't think that this record will this record could stand for another 35, 40 years, maybe maybe even more because. Guys, it's too much money. In, it's, it's too much money in, in the game anyway. Guys are just are not going to play that long in the NBA. Guys, are, they're just not going to play that long and make as much money. Like even if you're a superstar, you're going to be. You, I mean, you could be with with the way these contracts are going to escalate. Like we're talking about a guy. It's, it's coming soon where a guy signs a four hundred four hundred million dollar deal. That that's coming. That's on the way. In the next couple uh, uh, of collective bargaining agreements, or in the next couple of years with the uh, Supermax uh, contracts, so this one will stand for a long, long time. And again, uh, you know, we talked about getting what they deserved earlier in the podcast. LeBron James has got gotten everything he deserves based on all the work that has been put in over his illustrious career that's still ongoing. Biggest disappointment. Um, I had Rizzy Kyrie on this, but somebody, but I read this article uh, in regards to John Morant, and he, you served Kyrie over, which is very hard to do, by the way. Very hard. So, apparently, uh, well, this definitely happened. Uh, in a game last week, there was a situation, Pacers, or Pacers in Memphis, the game is in Memphis. Uh, 
there was some words exchanged on the court with John Moran and uh, the Pacers. You know, very testy game, technical fouls, stuff, you know, regular stuff that we see from time to time. But apparently, John Moran's peoples in the crowd started talking to Pacer players. So John, one John Moran's guys in the crowd started talking to uh, Pacer players. T. Moran, of course, gets involved. Shocker there um, in terms of talking shit. And then you figure, oh, well, that's, you know, all well and good, that game's over. But it wasn't over because after the game, near the Pacer team bus, a Pacer security guard said that someone from John Moran's camp, they were driving a, a truck, pointed a red laser, and it definitely thought, it would def they definitely thought, the Pacer security people thought that it was connected to a gun. Uh, I'll read you the, some of the uh, inserts, some of the excerpts here. Two members of the traveling party who spoke to the athletics said they did not see who shied the laser from the SUV. They also don't know if the laser, well, two of them said they also don't know if the laser was attached to the gun, but they believed it was. A patient security guard in the loading area at the time remarked, that's 100% a gun. We felt we were in grave danger, one person who was present said. Two sources spoke to the athletic requested anatomy because they fear retribution from those who confronted them. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, think about that. They said they, they said they considered filing a report with the police, but decided against it for the same reason. Uh, T. Moran quote a T. Moran quote. Um, Come get some of this. Um, well, no, T. Moran wasn't quoted saying this. One of the people from the part from John Moran's party in the SUV said, come get some of this and you don't and you don't know and you don't know how we roll. I'll show you what I got. T Morant, let me be correct, let me be correct myself. T Morant did, was not quoted to saying this. Um this was one of other John Moran's other people that were that was in the SUV. Come get some of this and you don't know how we roll. I'll show you what I got. NBA does an investigation security. Nothing comes out of it but one of Jive's party people from uh one of Jai's um group being banned from the arena but the NBA said they didn't they could not confirm whether or not a gun was uh attached to a laser in that whole that whole night. So it basically split the baby with from that standpoint. No, we don't know that there was a gun there, but one of your peoples can never come to the arena ever again. Um when you heard about this situation, what what just what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? No, I haven't heard about this. I mean, I, I really hope that's not true. That's just stupid. You know, you have any more things for a lot of it. It's just stupid. Oh, it happened. So I hope it's not true. This happened. Like, this wasn't, this, like, this not, no, this happened. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the, no, no, I'm talking about the gun being, being attached to later. Oh, yeah. So, I know, I know the incident happened. Here's the thing, and, <laughs> Deion Sanders said something like a couple months ago before he jetted to uh, Colorado. He was uh, talking with his team, uh, Jackson State, that is, about just life in general, saying, look, you got, you know, as you move forward along, you got to change your address. You got to change who you deal with. You got to evolve. Like, it's just, it's just a part of life. Um, I don't know. John Moran personally, neither one of us does. We know we love his game. We love his competitiveness, what he brings to, to, to a basketball, on the basketball court. If you, if you are hanging with dudes who are talking to players, talking to players, other opposing players on the court, I don't, get, I don't know about the laser, what have you, but again, <laughs> one of the patients of security thought it was a gun. Maybe, maybe, I, whatever, from that standpoint. It's not whatever, but here's the thing. I, first of all, I, I don't want, like, anybody who I'm rolling with talking to opposing players. Like, why, like, you, this has nothing to do with you. With you. I don't even want T. Morant talking to other players and getting involved. Like, he needs to sit his ass down. I've been seeing way too much of T. Morant for, like, the wrong reasons. Like, you get into it with Shannon Sharp. Like, we get it. You're Jai's dad. You're in his life. Cool. That's great. But you, you need to just, just relax. Just be easy. Just be a dad. Just chill. Like, you... You don't like he's doing way too much capping and just too much attention seeking for my liking. But um, this is why I, I, I got to question Jai and his leadership from this standpoint. Like, why, like, 
I, this is not, this is, this is a scary, this is a scary situation when I read this article. It's very scary. And are you thinking, you know, are you, you're not from the streets because he's not, he grew up in a two-parent home. He's not like, you're not, you're not about like, you're not, you're, you're a multi-millionaire. He's not, there are no thugs. Like, remember you used to tell us there are no thugs in college? Then definitely there are no thugs playing at, playing in the NBA. There's just not. There are no thugs playing in the NBA. So, when you hear stuff like this and you got people's, you're hanging with people who are, who are making with these quotes, you know, this is how we roll. It's, it's not, a, it's, that's not a healthy situation. And if I'm, if I'm the Memphis ownership, you got to have a comment. You got to have a conversation. You have to, like, it's like, even though Jai is the franchise, it's a superstar driven league, a star driven league. You like, we, we got to like, what, what's going on here? Like, why, like what we need to have a conversation because like, I'm, I'm worried about your safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, this is how these things, these things never turn out well when they start off like this. They just don't. I've seen, we've seen too many situations in hip hop, right? So, um, these are those people from South Carolina. And, and another thing, and I read this, I talked about, I heard somebody talk about this, made a great point. Memphis is not the place to be playing with people. If you got dudes rolling, rolling like this and like, you don't like they Memphis is they they got dudes in Memphis that are, are about that life, like really really about that life. Like I like it's not like that's not a this is not a healthy situation um, at all. Again, you hope that uh, that he matures from that standpoint and doesn't like you know you don't hear about too many of these stories uh, moving forward. Who was your biggest your biggest disappointment? I don't have one. And you don't have okay, okay. No. Uh, we are. You made the Super Bowl predictions. Um. So that is going about. That's going to cover it. Um. A lot going on. A lot going on this week. Uh. Obviously with the Super Bowl and the NBA. Uh. The, with the NBA trades. Um. Uh, we will have our Super Bowl recap show next week. Uh, break down the game, look at some off-season stuff. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers going on the retreat to make a decision, you know, whatever with that. Uh, there's some things with, uh, oh, before I let you go, what, what, is your, what was your first thought about the uh, Sean Payton flex in uh, Denver? No uh, personal quarterback um, coach in the building. Oh. Um, yep. Yep. Makes sense. I haven't heard about that, but it makes all sense as well. No. I mean, so you, he, I mean, like, you don't think, uh, I don't know if you value champagne as high as I do. Oh, I love, I don't know if he's No, he's a great, he's, behind uh, Andy has been the second greatest. He's a great generational office of mine. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Why, why, why? Why did you need a personal quarterback coach in there? Why? I also think that move. Well, that, I think that move sends that sends two messages. Number one, it sends a personal message to Russell Wilson, like this is my team. That's number one. And you know, you're not you. You are no longer like not saying you're not the guy no more, but you don't you don't control this locker room. This is my this is my team. This is my locker room. That's number one. The second message is it it, it kind of like I think it kind of invigorates the team from the standpoint of you know there was a lot of talk about. Russell Wilson, the diva, and separation from, you know, thinking he's better than everybody else. So it kind of brings everybody back into the fray, like, okay, he's not, he's not going to allow Russell just to run to, you know, some of this, some of this shit, like personal quarterback coaches or some other, like, some other maybe crazy perks. I'm sure, listen, all-star players have perks, but I, I think that was a message to both Wilson and the rest of the team from that standpoint. Like, like okay, this is, it's not going to look like it did last year, in other words. So, uh, we see Sean Payton with that flex. And again, Sean Payton has that type of cachet to do something like that. He's a super, he's a absolute one of the best coaches in the league, Super Bowl champion. He can do that. Like he, like he, like Wilson coming out the year that he just had. This is where Sean Payton is at, at, at in his career. Like no, he uh, Sean Payton absolutely could do that. And I think it was uh, the, uh, the right and the smart move for Wilson, not Wilson for Sean Payton. Uh, to do that, just to just do, just to get, make sure that we are we are all on the same page from that standpoint. Like there's no, 
you know, there's no gray area here. This is how it's going to be. So, you know, we all work with you as far as how, you know, play calls and things of that nature. But as far as this other shit, like, nah, you don't get the Tom Brady. You know, I mean, even Belichick didn't like it with the TB12 and the, the, the dude Guerrero. But Lee's Brady was winning <laughs> coming off all, all four MVP years. You, you were horrible last year. So you definitely don't get the leeway of having a personal guy outside of the team. Like, nah, nah, brother. That's not how we, that's not what we're doing this year. So. You know, something to, something to keep note of uh, moving into uh, the offseason. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Uh, as always, thanks to Rob Sapp. Have a great evening, sir. All right, you too. <laughs> we will, of course, be uh, back next week with, uh, with the... Uh, recap show um as well as we also have some other podcasts that are lined up that we will be putting out there um you can catch my last couple of podcasts certainly on my youtube channel the Kyrie Irving one that i did uh on sunday that's on there as well have a great great rest of your evening so long